welcome to Snapchats with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender, and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas, and I always try to put a little snap in our chat. You are now listening to an intergenerational advice show or Wisdom for the Ages. So, Karen, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Oh, wow. So... You are a global communications major. I am. And thinking about your future in the communications business. And mm. when I look through my rearview mirror at the communications industry, mm-hmm. um, I really think about this phrase now that's very popular about the post-truth mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how did we get there? And what does that mean? We oh are living in it. You know, Karen, when uh, when I hear post-truth, I can't help but remember uh, how back in 2005, Stephen Colbert, on his show, The Colbert Rapport, um, coined the word truthiness. And truthiness. I like that. Yeah, truthiness. I mean, it even made, I mean, it made news. I think I saw them talking about it on CNN also, but truthiness uh, was this concept of not believing the facts and things that you can think about and know. Uh, mm. It's more mm. about how the truth is more aligned with your gut and how mm. you feel about whatever situation or information you're being presented with, regardless of the facts. Um, That's almost prophetic. Yeah. So when I hear it, right, it it is, it's like, it's almost like he gave Trump the idea. Right. Uh, (laughs) Oh boy. I should have had a V8. (laughs) (laughs) So now, I mean, we're in this post-truth era where the truth essentially doesn't seem to matter anymore it's just whatever not one bit yeah yeah I mean there's examples of that in the media today the most ridiculous examples right like what did we see on the news the other day (laughs) oh man like there was a time when you would have never believed big corporate America over the office of the president of the United States. Right. 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 But but I'm not drinking Lysol. I'm going with the corporate guys. No, ma'am. Yeah. Lysol (laughs) is not, I'm not, what are those? Have you seen those uh, Corona teenies that they're posting on Facebook? Like one part bleach, one part Lysol. (laughs) If it wasn't so crazy, right. (laughs) If it wasn't so crazy, I mean, I'm thinking back to, um, you're mentioning Stephen Colbert. So uh, in high school, a thousand years ago in the last (laughs) century, you know, we all had to read 1984. Mm. So, uh, and, and 1984 has come to pass, right? So we have cable TV, we have easy pass, we have all these monitoring. There's cameras everywhere watching us. Everywhere, Mm -hmm. which would make you think that a post-truth era is really an oxymoron, right? Because the truth should be what we see since everything is being captured, Mm -hmm. right? But I was reading in for this assignment that I'm I'm working on for a (laughs) class, a photography class, right? And it's called The Camera Doesn't Lie. Mm. Um, And so it really talks about how Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, Mm -hmm. um, how he he actually gave so much time to, to Donald Trump that people mm. are saying you helped him get 
elected, elected right? Mm, yeah. And, and his White House has created all of these press rules and regulations about how you can shoot and how you can't shoot and what you can shoot and what you can't shoot that it's almost like a totalitarian state for the media now. And they are acquiescing to it because otherwise they can't cover the White House. Yeah, and you need to be able to cover the White House if you're a major news corporation, right? Exactly. (laughs) And they're getting, their ratings are going up when they do cover it because I think people watch it and go, I really can't believe, they watch it like it's a comedy show. They, I mean, yeah, it's like a... (laughs) like a tragedy a comedic tragedy uh, is what it is I guess that's what gets people these days but you're right Karen I mean it's just seeing the same thing over and over again even if you maybe know it's true uh, or know it's not true um, you can start to believe it as true I know and and belief is like you know, we used to say, is it real or is it Memorex, right? And now oh, wow. it's hard to know. That's, hard that's to the know. saying that went out of out of date. <laughs> but it's almost back again. Watch out. What is Memorex? I, I, Wait, I have to stop you. I don't know what Memorex is. Okay, so Memorex was a tape company. Okay. Like a VHS right? tape. It, right. Okay. And so we used to say, is it just like a doctor tape or is it actually reality ah. oh boy <laughs> that's like me asking you about some of the other things so okay turn around this fair game here <laughs> yeah 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 right I mean but uh, so <laughs> since we're in the old school uh, I posted on my Facebook page yes I still have Facebook <laughs> and I have 5,000 friends who also have Facebook Facebook is only uh, for the youngest of young people because I too have a Facebook so don't you worry we're on the same page on that one <laughs> yeah but but I don't have the gram which is probably more (laughs) of what you do um and i think that even goes to this whole notion of post-truth because you know there is so much image enhancing Mm -hmm. technology that people use on instagram filters oh god yeah i mean you you even have to say if you take a really good photo without a filter most people will let you know like yeah i took this with no filter this is how it really looked (laughs) <laughs> but but if you want to get rid of a pimple before you post your there's face your... tuner for that yeah there is an app for that face actually. tuna what yeah. is that sushi face it's a, no, no face tuner like a tuner on the radio like you can oh, kind of like you can make it lighter you can I, honestly somebody has shown it to me I haven't used it myself because I think that my natural look is a good look um but well darling 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 (laughs) you know um but people do there's there I was overwhelmed there are a lot of options for how you can change how you look just from a photo that you snap with your selfie camera Mm. so lord help but you know for even for big media now right so a photographer the, the old photo journalist who was sent out on an assignment almost doesn't exist any or doesn't have a job anymore because anyone on the street with a camera or not even a camera with a phone can pretty much cover the news now well it's yeah they can but how do we know that that it's true yeah that it's true they can take a picture and put any kind of caption under it it's true i mean you know i was mentioning my facebook because I posted a picture uh, this week 
of um, of a nail salon mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I wrote two different captions for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a picture that shows sort of the this nail salon that's reopening under Governor Kemp, who is really rushing to get Georgia. Um, and it's very controversial now. Um, even the president first said, yes, rush, I approve, I approve, mm-hmm. I approve this message. And now he's backing away saying, oh, maybe I didn't approve that message. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother post-truth mm-hmm. issue. But I wrote two different captions, right, for this for this same photograph. Okay. And one was, out of concern for small business and the economy, the governor of Georgia has reopened and encouraging small businesses to reopen, right? Mm-hmm. The second one was, the governor of Georgia did not win the African-American vote and has no concern for the lives of minorities and immigrants who cannot vote, right? So right. he's encouraging small business. So I got like 160, yeah. almost 200 <laughs> responses, right? I did. Yeah, and I almost everybody, like uh, almost 80%, it wasn't 100%, but almost 80% said B, Right. Which was, as you were saying before, the go with your gut. How do you really feel about this situation? Mm -hmm. And it talked about how the governor felt about minorities, you know. So, I mean, I used to work with um, someone, Jim Cummins, who is a photojournalist um, that spent, you know, several decades in the business. Um, And it was a very different time and a very different kind of environment then. Mm. It would be interesting to have his perspective on this. So we have invited a uh, very seasoned uh, photojournalist uh, who has worked mostly out of New York City uh, and around the world and around the country, actually. So Jim Cummins, welcome to Snapchat uh, with our younger self, uh, (laughs) Miss Monique, who is uh, uh, the host of this show. Um, Hi, Jim. And just... Thank you. Uh, just tell us, Jim, a little bit about what you've uh, done professionally as a photojournalist, who you've worked for. Well, I've been involved in three areas of imagery, that's what I call it now, uh, which is journalism, music, and sports. And I've been at it now for a little over 53 years. Some of the places that I've worked are Newsweek, New York Times, New York Newsday, uh, a series of record companies, Atlantic, Mercury, Capital, Columbia, uh, and sports magazines, ESPN. Uh, okay. Wow. So we, we've been talking about this post-truth era, right? Wh- what does that mean to you as a seasoned photojournalist? Pictures don't always, uh, pictures are lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, a lot of times of what you see is doctored or photoshopped and it doesn't tell uh, necessarily the true picture. Mm. Hmm. So have you had a situation where perhaps you shot a photograph, someone else wrote the caption and the caption didn't match the photo or the situation? I've had that happen, happen, but it hasn't been a frequent, a frequent thing. No. But it does, it has happened, yes. What do you do in that situation? Um, what I did was, in a couple of situations, I went to the department involved and um, read them the riot act. <laughs> you know, 
they cropped them, or in some cases in the picture that they used. Mm. Wow. And with the accessibility of image-altering technology now, that's a huge issue. What, what do you think about where we are with all that now? I don't like it. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll give you yeah, my, true, uh, my true feelings about this. I just think that it's uh, not the way to go as far as um, giving, representing a story and then it's coming up another way. It's coming up either in a negative fashion or just a different, a different interpretation. Mm. I'll put it that way. So, Monique, you are a, uh, a global communications major, uh, getting your doctorate and getting ready to launch out where Jim has already been. Yeah, I know. I, and, and this is something that I've thought of a bit, um, because it is the reality now. Um, so Jim, I'm curious, how do you see it moving forward? I mean, it seems pretty out of control now already. What do you think is going to happen in the future in this industry? I think there's going to be a degree of control that's going to take place, uh, not as much as we'd like. I mean, it's still going to be as long as people can get access to Photoshop and uh, different photo manipulation capabilities, it's, it's going to continue. I think the only thing that, okay, the only thing I think that can happen is in this business is that you be more creative, more specific in, in what you do. You said be more specific in what you do? Say again? Be more specific in what you do. So how would you, as a photojournalist, um, interpret that for someone starting out in the business? Well, as a friend of mine told me, if you want to get into this, you know, if you're thinking of getting into this business, get into plumbing. Get into plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, okay. but so in this in this post truth era, where do you see just in terms of just the, um, the credibility of photojournalism and journalism? Like, what would be your sort of last words on that, or advice to a younger self who's now picking up a camera to record the truth? Mm. Uh, keep at it. <laughs> keep at <laughs> it. No, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, that's. That's the only way that you can get through in some of these situations is to, um, as I said, now it's a day of where you have to go to a newspaper or media and present something, and whether or not they accept it depends on the quality that you present to them. Mm. Okay. That's Thank you so much for that advice. All right. Thank you, Jim Cummins. So, so, you know, now that we've gotten those pieces, Let's talk about really, you know, you've been thinking about the post-truth era and what it will mean for you um, in your profession. Um, how do you see the world uh, through this post-truth lens now? Well, you know, Karen, it's really difficult to trust. <laughs> um, you can, I really can't trust anything that you see or hear or read it that's what it feels like it feels like you can't trust anything um as far as uh the post-truth era and communications and the industry that i'm going into um i am worried about it i am worried about being faced with a moral dilemma um 
about how I'm presenting the story. Uh, so I think the best that I can do is to try and choose, um, choose my stories carefully. Um, and I don't, you know, Karen, I'm hopeful, but I am scared to be honest with you. Like it's, it's sometimes it's really difficult. And I'm scared for you. Yeah. It's difficult to tell what's real and what's not real. I mean, even like (laughs) there's, there's jokes about it now, but for example, at the beginning of the um, lockdown and quarantine and everything, I started a blog and in this blog, I posted a picture that I saw and we all know that it was quote unquote fake news now. Right. But somebody had said, oh, they see dolphins in the Venice canals. And um, they posted a picture of it. And then like the next day, I felt so stupid because I had posted it. And I was like, that's so great. Yay, the environment. And then come to find out it was a hoax. Um, So (laughs) you just really got to do your research. you know? It's like the conversation about the Chinese leader now. Is he? Oh, the you mean the North Korean leader? North Korean, yeah, yes. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, is he? I mean, what state is he in? <laughs> is he, is <laughs> I he think in a vegetative state? Is he to dead be or honest, alive? I, you know what? I do trust T- TMZ's reporting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, you know they've gotten it right a lot of times, Karen. Boy, is that scary? That I know. I yeah. Well, you know, in the post-truth era, a celebrity gossip or news organization is the one who's breaking like the real stories these days. Yeah, and they're breaking it on their phone camera. Yeah, they're breaking <laughs> the it on camera. their phone camera, and CNN is using them as a source. so i guess the job of fact checker at the new york times and all these other places is uh has gone the way that the post office is going uh almost out of business here i mean i you know what i would say no actually i would say that fact checkers are more in business than ever but it Hmm. takes longer to fact check than it does to make something up true and then and and it's harder it's harder to take it back yeah. than it is to put it out there. Yeah, when even if you put it out there and then the facts are checked after, um, it, nobody yeah. sees that at it. Nobody sees that at the very bottom. They just see what they saw in the beginning and that's what they hold on to. So, Which is scary because that, again, goes to the whole manipulation of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everything's a lie. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, <laughs> uh, you know, that's funny that you bring that up because um, I've been watching this show called Uploaded. Mm. Um, and in this show, when you die, I'm not going to give away everything, but when you die, you have the option to be uploaded into a virtual reality heaven forever. Um, mm. And people believe that and they, they go in there. And it's not what they expected. <laughs> <laughs> you mean even heaven is not what we expected? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's all about the narrative, Karen. So, um, you know, going forward uh, in my career, I just all I can say is that I will endeavor to create the most truthful narratives based on whatever information I have available to me, and. 
hopefully that is good enough. Well, I think that's a good place to snap this chat to, an, <laughs> to a conclusion here, but it's an interesting topic and yeah. uh, something we really are living with today. So thank you for letting me be a part of this today and for everyone who's joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Monique Callender. And, and I'm Karen Thomas. And join us next week. When we'll be talking, we don't know about what. <laughs> <laughs>